Welcome to Die Kaiju Network, where we have a healthy obsession with Kaiju. I am your co-host, Kent, and with me is your other co-host. Jason, how's it going, everyone? All right, so after almost a month, uh, we are back from uh, being rested up from our five-and-a-half-hour episode to end off 2022, and we decided, hey, why not podcast again? And then I got into it, and then I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, I don't know how to do this. It's like riding a bike again. (laughs) But here we are, and we are back to uh, the – same old thing that we were doing uh, prior to December, which is we're going to continue our coverage of Common Rider, the original series, and then Spectre Man as well. And so today we are covering episodes 13 through 15 of Common Rider. And so before we get into uh, any of that, I just want to say uh, something right off the bat here, and then Jason will do some other housekeeping work here. Um, as of right now, we are attempting to put together something. uh, for the month of March to celebrate the 90th anniversary of King Kong. We're not entirely sure yet as far as uh, exactly what we're going to do yet, but we're kind of looking into that. And then this year, uh, being the 25th anniversary of the 98 Godzilla, we are potentially floating around the possibility of maybe doing something uh, in May as well uh, to celebrate 25 years of that uh, as well. But for sure, we're going to be doing something in March. We're just not entirely sure yet as far as exactly what we're going to do. So mm-hmm. with that, Jason, uh, housekeeping, and then we can get right into Common Rider. Yeah, as far as uh, housekeeping, if you're currently watching us uh, over on YouTube, if you see the uh, the red subscribe button down below, make sure to hit that uh, subscribe button to uh, subscribe to us as far as uh, getting a notification. Also, hit the notification bell icon hit the like button as well. And as far as the notification bell, uh, could get uh, the latest updates on as far as when we upload any new videos or when we go live uh, in that regards. And as far as finding us everywhere, all in one place at our uh, Linktree URL displayed on your screen there, Linktree forward slash Daikaiju Network. And as far as video uh, platforms besides YouTube, we're on uh, Twitch, Rumble, Facebook Live, and as well as Odyssey. And uh, we have audio versions of our episodes over at uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, as well as TuneIn. And you can find both video and audio versions of our episodes over at our own website at daikaijunetwork.com. Awesome. So let's dive right into Common Rider episodes 13 through 15. I have to say, though, uh, when I was preparing for this episode here the other day, um, there was a part of me. I'm like, you know what? It feels good to get back to these uh, these shows, even though, yeah, they're pretty goofy and, and all that. And, you know, we've kind of criticized them up to a point. But at the same time, I think we've been understanding, uh, understandable in terms of like, OK, yeah, these were, you know, shows that were sort of rushed into production for the most part, short production schedules, low budget as well. So yeah, um, it's one of those where it's like, yeah, it's kind of fun to get back to something that um, is really fun and yet kind of silly at the same time. And so with that, um, let's jump right into episode 13, which uh, is titled Toka Garon and the Big Monster Army. Mine is Lizardrin <laughs> and the Monster Army. Yeah. 
again, <laughs> man, I, it's always different titles. It seems like with most of these shows. Um, what else is new? <laughs> Shouldn't be that surprised anymore. <laughs> and so this is this was an episode that I thought. It started off promising. More or less kind of what we were getting was that the shocker leader was somehow, and I know we're not supposed to ask why, uh, resurrecting a number of previous shocker generals to help out their new shocker general, uh, Lizardron, who is this um, Uh, uh, soccer player. Yeah, professional soccer player, which got kidnapped by uh, the henchmen of Shocker, and um, obviously, as we all know, through throughout the the entire series so far, that they turn him into these um, animal, uh, like animal humanoid type uh, hybrids. Yeah, he was turned into this. um, I'm not sure what kind of specific lizard, but you can tell just obviously by the head and uh, kind of the, the little dorsal fin going down the spine, tail, everything. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I thought was even more interesting, at least to start off the episode, was that the shocker leader was basically telling the Japanese division that the Japanese division was running behind the progress that the European and North American, or more specifically the United States divisions were. And it got me thinking, I'm like, okay, first and foremost, yes, he's right. The Japanese division is very incompetent because as we've discussed on a number of occasions, just how easy it is for common writer and several other people to find the hideouts of shocker but then mm-hmm. too just some of their planning and buffoonery uh has just made them real e- not just easy to find but easy to defeat well, and to thwart their plans and, and then and too I, uh, one quick one more quick point i want to make too is that i thought okay well if the japanese division is so bad why isn't the show then taking place in either Europe or the United States where Common Rider would be more needed there if Shocker is making more progress in those areas than in Japan? I'm kind of like, this is some re- kind of ridiculous writing, but okay. <laughs> well, well, and I think you sort of answered your own question, and I was going to play, play into this, is that – like when it comes to those other regions, you know, the Mexican uh, division in that regard, which we'll be getting into in the next couple of episodes, that um, for whatever reason, uh, the Japanese division was the only one that was trying to make their own like common rider cyborg, whereas in the other divisions, we don't even know if that was even the case to begin with. And when you have common rider uh for uh in the japan region that you have you know plans not going right in your direction and everything knowing that you have him as well as uh tachibana and some of the other guys that are like taki who's an fbi uh agent there and always finding uh the bases and uh, foiling their plans and everything so that's you can say that's the main reasons that we don't 
know if the other places have made their own common riders, whereas Japan has. Well, yeah, but um, here's the thing, though. My point, though, is that the Japanese division in and of itself shoots itself in its own foot at times. That's part of the problem. Second of all, Kamen Rider was supposed to be uh, another shocker general until it didn't completely go through. That was, well, <laughs> spoiler alert for, for what's to come and for a while anyways, and we'll get more into this starting in the next episode discussion meaning uh, the next common Rider episode discussion we're going to do for this podcast is that <laughs> there were two common Rider attempts and neither one, surprise, surprise, hmm, um, <laughs> didn't completely uh, get completed for, for Shocker in terms of neither one became a full-fledged Shocker general. And as we will find out, spoiler alert, again, starting this next episode of common Rider, we do start to see, or we are told, I should say, uh, that Takeshi Hongo and Ruriko are now globe trotting to stop Shocker and other parts of the globe starting the episode after this. Uh, and there's a, a, a small story with that I want to share with people when we get to that. But um, yeah, stop I, I just spoiling kind of anymore. <laughs> but I just I thought it was not just funny and right on the nose for the shocker general to basically chastise the Japanese division for their incompetence and buffoonery. But I was kind of thinking to myself too, then why aren't we spending more time elsewhere? Like maybe seeing the glow, uh, seeing the common writer, let's say in, I don't know, Brazil or the United States somewhere. Yeah, you would still shoot it in Japan, obviously, but you would do the best you can with the limited resources you have to try to pull it off as another country. Um, I, I would be for that because then I think the stakes actually would seem greater because now you're talking about a whole global issue here. And supposedly, according to the shocker leader, uh, these the, the, these other shocker divisions are so much more successful. Whereas, okay, if the Japanese one is so bad, leave it up to the local police <laughs> because the Japanese guys here just have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, let's get on with uh, the current episode uh, here. Um, so yeah, we've talked about how the. The professional soccer player gets turned into uh, Lizardrin, and um, you have Taki and then Ruriko kind of um, standing by, kind of or kind of watching around this uh, atomic uh, energy research lab where they see the suspicious car going around twice. Uh, I think it was three, three times. times. And Ruriko uh, chases them down to this. Uh, um, another shocker base and Taki uh, catches up to her goes into this mansion uh, and in this one room you see all the uh, the previous uh, henchmen of shocker you know shocker Batman uh, Scorpion Man Spider-Man uh, so on and so forth you know just kind of in there uh, kind of in some sort of suspended animation they're in just faking regard. it, but you can yeah. kind of clearly see some yeah. of them. Yeah, and uh, confronts the uh, the supposed uh, professional soccer player guy, 
they talk for a little bit and then Taki leaves. And then, um, yeah, after, after that, uh, Ruriko and, uh, Taki get ambushed, uh, by the henchmen, but then Kamen Rider or slash Hongo come in, confronts, uh, Lizard Rim, but then for whatever reason gets defeated by <laughs> a lot of rocks getting Let thrown at him. Let's talk about Lizard Rim for just one second though. You talk like we've talked about uh, about in previous episodes how the new shocker general of the episode has a certain uh, power or ability. Lizardron, because they got this professional soccer player, Shocker thought, oh, hey, this guy has such a powerful leg. We will turn him into a lizard, and this guy's special ability is going to be able to kick things really hard. And so that – and I kid you not, the only thing – Lizardron does to combat Common Rider in this entire episode is to kick rocks and occasionally a bomb at Common Rider. And the f- here's the thing: a few minutes ago, I said this episode started off really promising because we all were starting to get previous Shocker generals back, and I'm like, oh, this could be a multi-part uh, storyline here. And I was getting really excited because when you've had episodes like this in other series it's always like a two three four part or something like that and i'm like oh this could be really fun and exciting it tanks very quickly because first and foremost taki a normal man somehow can scale a 10-foot fence by jumping over it yeah (laughs) okay whatever and then on top of that lizardron's only ability is to kick things hard lame the costume is good i like the costume and the design of lizardron and and thirdly during the initial fight between common rider and lizardron it maybe only lasts 30 45 seconds something like that where lizardron kicks boulders at common rider and common rider basically tells the audience i've lost mm-hmm you don't think that when you're in a fight, like you don't yeah. think, "Oh, I lost." No, you're like you're doing everything you can to try to fight through it, but he gets defeated so easily. Mm-hmm. And not only that, the shocker generals kind of disappear for a bit. We get weird cutscenes, like there are weird edits uh, in in several spots of this episode, and. I, I don't know exactly what's missing, but then all of a sudden we cut to Common Rider in a very ridiculous training session that he's pulling for himself, where he's at the base of a steep cliff, yeah. trying to get boulders to come down at him so he can try to like learn to leverage his body weight or something and either stop him or kind of like move him off into a different direction i thought to myself i go dude you don't need to be training on catching boulders you need to be training on how to avoid them catching boulders is not what's going to stop lizard on and it's one of the dumbest things i've seen in the series so far i'm going common writer comes off as really stupid here because the way he's going about this is so wrong i mean anyone Mm -hmm. with half a brain would not be thinking oh hey i need to learn how to catch boulders okay 
And I mean, I mean, he's he's gone through much more difficult situations than this, like the the bomb where he was stuck in a pit, and then you had the bomb, and then it explodes with all that wind. Don't get me where that again. To where he he builds up all the uh, the the wind energy to escape from the pit there in like a quarter of a second. He turns into common Rider. Yeah, <laughs> but this this. <clears throat> This episode got dumb and stupid very fast. And not only that, not only did this storyline not become a multi-part episode, but the shocker, other shocker generals get defeated with such ease towards yeah. the end of the episode. And I think in one of the instances, it was the uh, the chameleon guy where it, it seemed like that he did a kick or a punch at the chameleon and he just like the next scene you see him and then stumbling about and then just falling like face like face plants the ground with all the other uh previous henchmen yeah and by the way you know when we talked about the wasp woman episode i said the wasp woman got the short end of the stick when compared to other shocker generals she gets an even shorter stick in this episode you barely see her in the episode Mm -hmm. and then you see her very quickly at one point in the final fight where she like i think tries to like jump on common rider and he punches or kicks her and then she lands on her back and that's it i mean once again she gets the short end of the stick here but here not only it, it, not only is it just a huge disappointment to see this as a one and done storyline it's terrible in that common writers um, focus as far as how to defeat lizardron is terrible by trying to think he needs to learn how to stop boulders lizardron's only fighting ability is kicking stuff he doesn't do any other combat. And then the Shocker Generals, some of which we have seen have uh, two, and I think maybe even a couple had three-part storylines. Like Cobra Man had two, and then a third one, like a few episodes later, are defeated so easily here. Some of these uh, Shocker Generals Common Rider had such difficulties with because they had certain abilities and fighting skills that made it tough for him to defeat them are quickly disposed of part of it is because these shocker generals don't utilize their special abilities all they do is martial arts and it's staying around (laughs) yeah and it's it's terrible i i just like i said my hopes got up so high near the beginning of the episode and then it crashed almost as quickly because once i realized where exactly this was going i quickly turned on this episode i said the potential here was wasted and the writing yes the writing has not always been the best and again a lot of it's because of the very quick production timeline that these shows go through but this is what you could do with this kind of idea i mean here you have a genius idea and not only do you make it a one-part episode, you squander it immensely. Mm-hmm. And it left a very bad taste in my mouth when I got done. I'm like, son of a bitch. Here we are back covering Common Rider for the first time in over a month, and this is the first 
episode, I'm like, oh, this is souring me so fast. And then with uh, Lizardrin, you know, with his only ability to kick things, like Common uh, Rider and Lizardrin confront each other for only a short period of time after Common uh, Rider defeats all the other henchmen. And uh, Lizardrin has this sort of... Uh, like this death ball uh, sort of thing oh, that, he, that he kicks and then come a rider just jumps up, does his common kick and hits Lizardrin. And then he explodes. And that was essentially, essentially it. That was basically a one, two punch to Lizardrin. That was, yeah. And basically ends the episode there. Such wasted potential. I, I mean, I just. I had a like feeling I said, that. I, <laughs> I had a. I had a feeling that they probably originally thought about doing a, maybe a two, possibly a three parter for this one. But I'm guessing that there are some uh, sort of thing behind the scenes as far as budgeting, and story wise, and all that. Uh, just probably just didn't quite work out in the end so that they just had to shorten it up and that's probably one of the reasons why that you might have seen some of those weird uh editing cut scenes during the episode and things just didn't quite make sense uh here and there yeah because there was one uh segment where taki and rurika are going through kind of this dirt area and then lizardron like is kicking boulders down and Rurika warns Taki to watch out. And then the next like few seconds later, you see him with this big bloody spot on his forehead and you don't see the boulders hitting him or anything like that. It looked like he actually was going to stop in time. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, there's some weird editing in a few spots in this episode that makes no sense. And yeah, it, it's, to me, it's such a downer episode. This, to me, is prime example, not just bad writing, but of a, another prime example of how to completely waste potential on a few ideas that you throw into a story and, and to just not even bother to follow through mm-hmm. on it. I mean um, – yeah. Do we want to get into final thoughts and a rating for the episode? Yeah, might as well. Yeah, just kind of reiterating what Kent has uh, mentioned. It looked really good uh, from the get go. We uh, get to see some of the uh, uh, the old uh, Shocker henchmen come back uh, once more, and then uh, with the way how the story was going, it. It, it looked pretty good, but then, yeah, downhill, it just it just seemed really rushed and everything. It would have been better if it was a two, possibly a three-parter uh, type of um, saga or uh, mini-contained uh, uh, saga thing. I don't know how you call it. Um, yeah, there is uh, – Lizardrin is a – it's a good concept – uh, good uh, design wise but as far as execution of it there should have been more uh, to uh, to Lizardrin he should have had more powers than just kicking uh, <laughs> in that regard because you don't really 
know of any sort of lizard having some sort of uh, like kicking or leg power type of uh, abilities in that regard. Um, yeah, and yeah, it it just felt really really rushed uh and uh care the uh, the past henchmen and stuff were way underutilized in this hence it should have been two possibly a three-parter uh sort of ordeal so um with episode 13 i would give this one a c minus Wow. <laughs> I thought you would have given it something lower. Okay. <laughs> what started out as a promising and entertaining episode quickly devolved into a weirdly edited, poorly written story that is a prime example of wasted potential. There are a few weird edits, like when Taki had blood on his forehead as a boulder was coming towards him, yet we didn't see a collision. That makes me wonder if some footage was scrapped for time constraints or another reason. Bringing back 11 previous Shocker Generals was where I thought the story would be a lot of fun. Surely this would have to be a multi-part episode since some of those generals had powerful attacks, right? I mean, 11 of them would put Ryder in serious mortal danger. Nope. They're quickly dispatched at the end of the episode with poor Wasp Woman once again being given the shortest straw in the bunch. We barely even notice she's part of the rogues gallery here. In Lizard Run, a cool-looking general that ends up being a poor excuse for a villain. Being made from a soccer player, Lizardrin's only legitimate attack is his ability to kick things incredibly hard. He kicks him so hard that he gets Ryder to admit defeat to the audience and sends Ryder off to do weird rock goalie practice that anyone who puts an ounce of thought into it is just nonsense and a waste of time considering the potential that should have been this episode. It's a stupid, cheat wasted potential of a story that sorely needed to be rewritten it wouldn't have been that difficult to turn this into something magnificent and fun instead we're left with shit and i gave it an f (laughs) (laughs) i hated this episode so much i did At, for the it, first it sounded like, two, like it. <laughs> for the first two minutes, I was like, "Oh, this is going to be like one of the best," and I'm like, "No." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Episode fourteen: Raid of the Demon Sabotagron. Mine is Raid of the Demonic Cactogurun. All right. So, um, kind of what I was talking about with the previous episode is starting to sort of be realized here with this episode in that Cactogiron, based out of the Mexico division of Shocker, um, we're starting to globetrot a little bit. However, not exactly. Like I was saying when we were talking about the previous episode just a moment ago, uh, we are told, starting with this episode, that Takeshi Hongo and Ruriko are going around the globe to stop Shocker in other parts of the globe. And, um, and, and now we're getting other Shocker generals, at least starting with this, because this is a two part storyline here with Cacto Giron. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens when we cover Common Rider in about another month, um, as far as whether or not they continue this whole storyline with different generals coming in from different parts of the globe Mm -hmm. but um the reason why well and then we get 
a new slash second common writer. Yes. Yep. And I have my thoughts on that here in a moment. But the reason why we have this new guy, I, I think his name is uh, Hayata. Hayato. Uh, Hayato. Hayato and his last name, Ichi. I, I, it's Ichi something. Ichi. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, either. I, I, I forget just, the I last name. I typed in Hayato. But for some reason, my damn uh, birthday always keeps replacing his name with Hyatt. <laughs> Like the hotel. I like to stop. <laughs> I I did. I gave it the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the reason why we're getting this is because the actor who plays Takeshi Hongo, he ended up breaking both of his legs during one of the motorcycle stunts for an earlier Common Rider episode, and obviously became laid up why we don't see Ruriko in this episode the next i'm not sure i didn't see anything as far as whether or not she's gone for a long period of time or not so she might come back soon she's not going to be back in the next episode we're going to talk about here Mm -hmm. after this one but i'm not sure what happened there but the actor who played takeshi hongo is going to be laid up and won't return until about episode 40 of common rider and then by episode 53 this second common Rider guy will be completely phased out by that point. But then starting around, I think it's episode either 71 or 72, and then running for a handful of episodes, he comes back. Then he disappears again, and then towards the end of the series in the early 90s episodes, meaning like episode 91, 92, 93, that sort of thing, he comes back again. Seems like he'd done a little bit of uh, digging after watching this episode. <laughs> Well, I did because I what I because I've seen enough of this before with other TV shows, to where I'm like, I either the guy quit, or he got injured, or he like maybe was working on another project that took him a while to do. So I did some digging on that, and I found out, yeah, he got injured and is going to be gone for a while here. So for a while, we're going to have Common Rider two. Now, here's my thoughts on Common Rider two. And look, I understand uh, to, the the actor playing Takeshi Hongo. I'm sorry, I don't know the actor's name. I didn't even bother. Sue me, uh, but um, I will <laughs> research. Um, the the writers obviously were not planning this. This sort of thing no. just happens, and you know it's unfortunate that it happened. The unfortunate part. Uh, second part about this is that the writers, as they went about writing the second common writers storyline, they're they're kind of making the shocker Japanese division once again look kind of ridiculous. And it's kind of silly because when you think about it, yes. Yeah, as far as uh, Hayato, uh, his last name is uh, Ichimonji. Ichimonji or Munji? Ichimonji? Okay. Um, When you think about it, it makes no sense because it just so happens that two guys – 
who are going to be shocker generals that look like grasshopper cyborgs. Both of them are grasshopper cyborgs. Not only do they look alike, they both end up being common riders. And Shocker fucked up on well. transforming them again. And so it's like, okay, anytime we try to turn a guy into a grasshopper type of cyborg, it's going to fail because these guys always find a way to escape. <laughs> well, well, when it came to uh, Hayato, Kamen uh, Rider 2, uh, apparently uh, he did mention that uh, Hongo uh, came into the base where right. he was at and then helped him escape. Right, but the thing is, is that they both were going to look exactly the same, and they basically do. I There's, think, though, this there guy, are some differences. In very the, small differences. I would but say, but it's the same helmet. Yeah. Although the helmet looks a bit different this time. Yeah, the, as far as Kamen Rider 2's helmet, like the uh, the mouthpiece part, that is silver, and then it's I more think, steel too. And then, and then the the overall color scheme for Kamen Rider 2 is uh, more brighter. The stripes, the, uh, like on the shirt, are like arranged differently too. A bit brighter, and I think there's sort of kind of a silver stripe or something go going on the middle of the uh, the helmet, mainly the back part. Yeah, but uh, yeah, not uh, other than that, not a whole lot uh, else. Yeah, and, and I I found it kind of funny. Um, with this episode because early on we are told that Tachibana is having like um, – um, what he, what is he trying to do? He's trying to put together like a motorcycle team or something like that. Something – it sort of seemed like that. Like he was dressed up in like the finest suit there in Japan and then had some sort of uh, uh, sign displayed out in the, uh, the storefront. And then he had um, – like uh, one of his employees at the coffee shop there. I forget the guy's name, but yeah, he's kind of funny. Yeah, yeah, and then he had these uh, 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 three, three hot girls, <laughs> three hot chicks, and then and then a, a little kid. I'm not sure if he's been uh, sort of the same kid from uh, previous I don't think episodes because so. he came with the girls. The yeah. one Marie is tall. She when I first saw her, I thought she was American. That's why I thought but so too. But, but I have to say, she is quite hot, though. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then and they come back in the next episode and do some funny shit too. So mm -hmm. I mean, I'm I I honestly kind of hope that um, despite the fact that I thought this was kind of a dumb idea by Tachibana, because I'm like. The hell, this is the dumbest thing in the world. But when we get to know these female characters, I'm like, they're kind of funny and they're pretty like fun to watch. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm hoping they stick around for a while because they're, they're yeah. Fun. Apparently, uh, apparently, this uh, Marie gal, she's in here from episodes uh, 14 to 25, and then 29 and 38, and that's completely it. But they have, yeah, and they have um, quite a few other ones listed here. And they're called uh, Rider Girls. 
Interesting. Uh, it says female me- members of the Touch Bonnet uh, Bonna Racing Club who assist both uh, common riders. And you have was a one of the uh, Yuri, one of the three gals. She's there for basically the entire uh, series from fourteen to final episode. And then you have this Michi gal. Um, I'm not sure which one is which, but she's only there from uh, episodes 14 to 25. And then you have a few others that come later. Interesting. But yeah, I mean, I, I like them. I think they're they're funny and, and all that, despite the fact Tachibana is just kind of an idiot but at least in this episode um, <laughs> um what do you make a cacto gear on i think uh, out of the um 14 incarnations of the shocker henchmen or generals for that matter i think he's uh one of the more competent uh uh, generals in that regard seems like he knows what he's doing which we've seen at the very beginning of the episode there where he was over at the Mexico uh, base there destroying all the, the dams and everything and then having Shocker recruit him over to the uh, Japan base to take care of Kamen Rider but as well as kind of continuing on what he was doing over at the Mexico there. So um, taking care of Kamen Rider, but as well as trying to destroy the dams and everything with this uh, Mexican Rose, which is these uh, cactus b- uh, bombs in a way, kind of look kind of a shape of uh, pumpkins in a way, but obviously cactuses. They're, they're sort of like those um, round cacti you can find at like a grocery store or something like that just or bigger earl maze like these garden stores yeah yeah i like cacto guron um i like i've said it throughout most of this series so far i like a vast majority of the shocker general designs mm-hmm. uh, and cacto guron is no exception to that and i i like it i dig it i like his like cat his hair quote unquote where it's kind of waved back and and lined up and kind of spiky and stuff it's kind of cool one of the things though i had to kind of chuckle at and i almost think it was sort of intentionally done as sort of a funny thing is his sword which is (laughs) which is a cactus imagine like a, a medieval type sword where you got the big blade or or if you can think of the uh, the he-man power sword in a way it, it kind of looks like that design but cactus version <laughs> yeah and it's got like two uh pieces of the cactus coming out on both ends it's kind of like the the hand protectors on like a mm-hmm. traditional sword it's so great and and funny yeah. but it's great and i i dig it i i think it's great this is what uh, a show like common writer should be and unlike last episode where i quickly turned on it because it told me to hate it this episode <laughs> said look we made a mistake last time here is how we're going to fix it. And I said, good job, Common Rider. You did a better job this time. I was beginning to wonder with the Tachibana stuff, but you know what? These ladies you brought in here are pretty funny. 
I'm digging it. Takeshi Hongo, yeah, sucks we're not going to see him. I don't know who the second common writer is, although as the episode goes on, we start to find out more about him, and we realize, oh, this guy's here to stay for a while. Mm -hmm. But then, too, we see Cacto Guron and how competent, by and large, he is. And the weird thing, though, I will say about this episode is that instead of bringing his own uh, Mexico shocker henchman with him he uses the japanese henchman which i'm like okay why because the shocker leader at the beginning of this episode says look like we need your help over here in japan we're having difficulties over here um you know can you come on over and help and i thought oh he'll bring over his henchmen and this, you know now we're gonna start to see competency and for the most part we do but then he doesn't bring his henchmen over and he uses the Japanese henchmen. I'm going, isn't part of your problem though, is that your Japanese henchmen are also boobs? I mean, I just you know, I know, I know I'm thinking too much, but here's the thing, and I've said this many times as we talk about movies and shows, is that we, I, I think in order to have these discussions we have to occasionally bring up these questions just so People who are not familiar uh, with these shows as, and movies that we're going through are at least aware of some of the silliness and craziness that we're going up against. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. You know what? I, I'm, I'm going to be a Bob Knight and just, you know, throw a chair across the room and be like, look, you're going to listen to me here, Buster. No, no, you always do this shit to me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I was trying to explain. So I'm going to Bob Knight you the next time you do this shit to me. <laughs> I hope they bury me upside down so you can kiss my ass. <laughs> but, but I mean, uh, probably, probably the one thing is that they don't even realize that uh, part of the problem is uh, some of the henchmen. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, I know. And look, here's the thing, and I've said this before. I, I love a good, crazy, turn-off-your-brain type of, of TV series or movie because, yeah, the world sucks right now and has sucked for a while, and you just kind of want something to escape for a bit. But like I said, I feel like as podcasters – it's part of our job to at least bring some of these issues up. Do I really have a problem with it? No, not really. I'm not going to ding the episode for something like that. But I just want to bring it up because it's like it's head scratching because it's like, wait a minute, you're having, but then you're using that's part of your problem here. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, but yeah, this, this episode was pretty good. Obviously, way better compared to. <laughs> <laughs> the, the previous episode. That's a very low bar to begin yeah. with, though. <laughs> and yeah, uh, and uh, with Cactogira, and he's probably one of the more competent, if not the most competent, uh, uh, Shocker General by far. Uh, up to this point, we'll have to see when I go when we get further into uh, the whole series and whatnot, and. Um, but anyways, uh, we have uh, Taki, Tachibana, and then uh, Hay Hayato uh, uh, pinpointing the the chakra base. Where you, it's kind of funny where you have, even though it's in Japan, and you have this kind of the chakra type of uh, big stone statue thing, you have in some sort of instances around um, – 
the premise of the the shocker base you have a bunch of uh, cacti like regular kind of cacti shaped uh tall uh plants and then like your uh mexican rose sort of thing so uh was a cactogera and kind of did it as like uh kind of uh, minefield uh, almost sort but of a very minefield, obvious but, one. but he said that he was disguising uh like uh with a lot of dummy versions with some of the actual uh cactus bombs <laughs> And what's even funny is that in this episode and the next, his henchmen are guarding the place too, so it also makes it obvious that he's there. Mm -hmm. Second of all, they're wearing luchador masks. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. They can't be wearing luchador masks because they're the Japanese division henchmen. He, they never mentioned, I know, I know, they never mentioned, like, we just got done talking about this. He didn't bring over his own henchmen. I'm like, if he did, I can see them wearing luchador face masks. What the hell? Like, oh, and by the way, that statue, do you remember that statue um, in the original Ultraman series? I guess I don't. It's been a while since we've last watched Ultraman. That statue was part of one of the original Ultraman episodes where it was the Griffin Kaiju. That statue turns in to that Kaiju that Ultraman ends up uh, fighting for that uh, episode. I guess I haven't even noticed. But yeah, I saw that and I'm like, I've seen that. And I quickly I'm like, oh, it was the original Ultraman. I'm like, wait a minute. Are we getting a multiverse? Are we getting Ultraman and Common Rider coming together here? Like, <laughs> I I don't think so because I the know both are. are made by different companies. I know, I know. I'm just messing around here, but part of me got excited. I'm like, <gasps> I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so basically, they stumble upon uh, the the Shocker base, confront the henchmen as well as uh, Cactus Gearon or Cacto gear on and that's sort of where um it ends on a cliffhanger where uh it looked like that uh common rider was about to hit one of the cactus uh plants there and then it's like you have the the narrator and then credits roll and then and then that's which, basically it of episode 14 which i had to laugh because in the, in the last episode didn't he with his bike uh with the front wheel like kick Lizardron's bomb away from like the atomic energy because didn't that happen in the last episode where Lizardron kicked the bomb and then Kamen Rider with his bike like the front wheel like, he, put, like kicked it kicked it quote unquote back no he he uh, he jumped up not with his uh, bike I think you're thinking about the first sort of uh, first part of the second bout where he uses his bike oh. But then he jumps up at the last in the last part of that second bout, uses his common kick, then kicks it like kangaroo kicks it back to uh, Lizard. That would set it off. I mean, (laughs) it would be like like if you threw a bomb at me and I take a metal baseball bat and I swing it at you, but then. You happen to catch it with, like, instead, I don't know. Like, instead of the baseball bat, the cactus bat. 
or the sword. Yeah. But no, but my point is this. I use something hard that should make the thing explode when I make contact with it. But instead, I hit it. It doesn't blow up. You catch it in two big catcher's mitts, and, and, and it lands softly, and then you blow up. <laughs> I know, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying oh, how ridiculous my, this is. My only answer is, it's tokusatsu science. I know, I know, and I know, and like I said, that's one of the charms of this sort of thing is that, it, like, it's a kid show. <laughs> Well, I know, but not only that, but it's just like we talk about with um, like the some of the Godzilla movies and like. Toho science instead we're talking tokusatsu science so, <laughs> yeah it's like I like we've said before if you think about this too much it's gonna drive you nuts but like yeah, I said I think it's part of our job as podcasters yeah. to don't, don't, don't make it turn out like episode 13 for you but no it's uh, not I don't hate this episode by the way <laughs> I don't this is a nice step up from that I like this episode but let's just get into final thoughts let me go ahead and, and do mine here because i do like this episode here um let's see here okay here we go we get something that i had hoped the series would follow through on after being introduced in the previous episode shocker generals from around the world coming to japan to stop common rider or now a common rider too that's right we're told takeshi hongo and ruriko are hopping around the globe to stop shocker and other countries and somehow a second common rider was made and is the new rider for the time being the actor playing hongo suffered two broken legs during the filming of an episode and was laid up for a while uh the this idea of two writers would continue to prove shockers incompetence since they would have created two common writers that failed to become their generals it's head scratching and silly to write the story this way Nevertheless, this episode is a step up from the previous, and Cacto Guron is a unique villain. His cactus sword is hysterically fun, but he proves to be fairly competent, so much so that we will see him in the following episode. In the end, there's some craziness here that makes no sense due to bad focus and writing, but some things got fixed here that were problematic in the previous episode. Around episode 40 is when we're supposed to see Hongo return, and by episode 53, Hayato will be phased out. That is until in the late... That is until late in the series when he makes a handful of appearances. Um, and so then I talk about the Griffin, which we already talked about, and I gave this episode a C. Boy. Uh, that's uh, – the rating is kind of unexpected. Um, yeah, Hello. the uh, – yeah, episode 14, far better than the previous one. Um, yeah, I was kind of wondering why uh didn't see – uh, Hongo, so obviously got to know the answer to that. I could have thought that, uh, yeah, he probably had some other engagements uh, in that regard, but obviously didn't realize they <laughs> broke both of his legs <laughs> during uh, production. And then, yeah, um, not sure what uh, happens to uh, Ruriko. Um, so we'll have to find out uh, later on in. Uh, when we watch the entire series. Uh, yeah, it's interesting that another common writer was made. Uh, so obviously that was ha that had to be put in uh, to the whole story writing after uh, uh, the Hongo guy uh, had his uh, little uh, incident there. Um, 
but otherwise it didn't seem like it really strayed too far from uh, the original, um, obviously the original uh, story plot and everything. It seems like things have gone smoothly, you know, us getting a little bit of the backstory with Hongo and Ruriko, uh, traveling around the world, uh, trying to take care of some of the other uh, chakra bases, and um, Kaktogiran. Really like the uh, design of the uh, chakra general, and as far as that execution, far, far better than Lizardren in that regard. And one of the more, if not the most uh, competent uh, general by far uh, in the series. So um, uh, probably kind of put him up on the pedestal and kind of compare him to the uh, other generals in the, uh, the future when we watch those. And then maybe towards the end when we end the series, maybe kind of compare which one was the most to least competent uh, shocker general. We'll have to see when we get, when it gets around to that point, but by uh, the way, we have 98 total episodes of common yep. Rider, So this is going to be a while. And I don't think we're going to remember even a sliver of them by the time we get to the end. Well, we're, we are going to rank from like, at least like the top 98 <laughs> will probably yeah, be we like actually least, should probably actually pick, should <laughs> you know what shut up um <laughs> we'll probably pick try to decide maybe from between the both of us which one at least one of the 98 is the least competent and then which one of the 98 was the most competent but in that regard i give episode 14 a b mm. All right. Now, episode 15, the last one we're going to discuss for this podcast episode is titled Counterattack Sabotegron or Counterattack Cactogaron. Yeah, that's – yep. <laughs> I, I like how this episode starts off in that Hayato gets a present, and you know this is not going to go well. And Marie comes in. Before he gets the present, we find out uh, – you know, it continues on with the bout and everything. Oh, that's yeah. And obviously, he Common Rider jumps in the middle of the air to avoid hitting uh, one of the cactus bombs out there, and then, uh, and then was a Cactogaron throws a uh, cactus bomb. No, 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 no. He actually kicks Cactogaron into one of his own cactus bombs. <laughs> And then it explodes, and that was it. <laughs> and then now, um, Cacto Garen sends these uh, uh, quote-unquote presents to both Hayato's and Tachibana's uh, places there. Yeah, and Maury comes in to Hayato's uh, little room there, uh, all excited about a present. And this is where a little bit of misogyny comes into this series, and we've talked about this in the past with, like, Wasp Woman. But she comes in uh, like, oh, hey, you got a present, and she plays kind of this stereotypical, overly excited bimbo type of female where she's like oh like a little cactus and it's one of those mexican rose cactus bombs mm. we know what it is obviously hayato knows what it is she's getting ready to like touch it or mess with it and hayato has to prevent her quickly from touching it 
<laughs> so he just picks it up and he throws it out the window and it blows up and she's like, ah! Like, it just, <laughs> it's so funny, actually. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. He's like, no, wait. And he kind of lifts it up gently. And then he winds up and chucks it. <laughs> it's so funny how it goes. <laughs> and then, and then we get the um, another scene where you have the two other common uh, or writer gals, along with uh, Tachibana's uh, employee, there opening up the present. It's like, oh my god, at the snack shack. And then, and then you had uh, Tachibana come out. You know, kind of all groggy, brushing his teeth, and then he looks at it. He's like, "Oh no, it's one of the cactus bones thrown out." And then you had a uh, Hayato and uh, Mari uh, come in, but then they find uh, one of the Hayato uh, barely because one of them throws oh, yeah, the yeah, cactus yeah. bomb, and Hayato just so happens to come in and just diving the at the time. same time yeah. and catches it, but like, like an inch or two before it hits the ground <laughs> yeah in the nick of time and then they spot this uh suspicious uh motorcyclist and uh you had uh, a couple of the gals uh chase down this guy but then they get ambushed by uh cacto garen's uh henchman there and but then for whatever reason hayato was apparently like he mysteriously uh, was around that area, like this kind of this dirt field. You don't even know how he got there to begin with. But yeah. then that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> he turns into a common rider, defeats uh, Cacto's uh, henchmen, saving the, uh, the two women uh, there. Uh, and as well as uh, capturing uh, one of the henchmen that, or that suspicious motorcyclist and he had uh, back at uh, Tachibana's place uh, he had uh, Tachibana's uh, employee watching over this one guy there and he's kind of a scaredy cat as well and then he hears his bo- uh, door kind of slowly opening and he's like oh please don't don't hurt me or anything and, <laughs> and then you have the three gals um, arriving then they said oh well we'll watch over him and everything but then uh, all of a sudden Cacto infiltrates their place from underground <laughs> uh, defeats uh, he knocks all three of the gals out saves his henchmen and everything <laughs> so it's kind of a back and forth uh, sort of thing and uh, then next, next off, you have Taki infiltrating <laughs> Shocker's base uh, once again. Very easily. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he uh, disguises himself as uh, one of the henchmen, goes into uh, the main control room area where uh, Cacto Guerrero was uh, uh, coming up with a plan to destroy the dam or other dams in uh, Japan and gets easily found out captured and I don't know it's to- it's tokusatsu science or something of the matter uh, like they uh, was it uh, Shocker the, the leader 
of Shocker saying, uh, we'll put him, uh, put Taki in a cell to uh, have him as bait to lure Kamen Rider. But one of the other henchmen turns out to be Kamen Rider. <laughs> you don't even know how he infiltrates, disguises himself. He just out of middle of nowhere. <laughs> Tokusatsu science. Tokusatsu logic is what that is. Or that too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, you know, as someone who is 38 years old, but is like a 12-year-old trapped in a 38-year-old man's body. <laughs> um, but then also, I here's the thing too i think part of it is being older and just you kind of see things a little bit differently than you did when you're younger Mm -hmm. um you understand things a little bit more as well but then too i listen to a lot of movie review podcasts especially uh, a couple that dive deep into the intricacies of filmmaking as far as editing uh how a story is written and how it should progress or turn out and things like that and i think for me listening to some of those over like 11 12 years now i think it's kind of messed with my head a little bit as far as how i look at most movies now because now i'm finding myself more and more like noticing things that i didn't quite before so i think i've been sort of conditioned to subconsciously be this critic and spotting things that I normally would be like, eh, meh. And now I'm like, that's the dumbest thing ever. But like, I'm still like, I'm not a harsh critic. I still give things the benefit of the doubt. And like, I've always said, know the movie and the show that you're getting yourself into. Like I wouldn't judge, let's say a movie like, um, Super Pets, the same way I would judge a movie like, um, I don't know, Godfather or something like that. Those are two different types. You got to understand what you're getting yourself into. So you kind of talk about them and, and sort of judge them on separate merits. Um, and, and with this, it's like, okay, yeah. It drives me nuts that I see these flaws, uh, but at the same time, I find it kind of fun because, hey, you know, it's silly, it's goofy. At times, it makes me laugh, even though some of this stuff isn't supposed to be all that funny. But it kind mm-hmm. of is because you're like, wait a minute, that's stupid. That makes no yeah. sense. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, this was another good episode. I mean, again, like I said here with the discussion of the previous episode, I'm enjoying these three gals sad to hear that they're not going to be around very long but um one of them at least one of them is there throughout uh the entire series though yeah and um it's just too bad that at least a couple of them are going to be gone here at some point Mm -hmm. um but i'm digging this cacto guron thing yeah it, it you know None of these episodes are award-winning type of material in terms of writing or anything like that. Absolutely not. But unlike episode 13, these final two episodes that we're covering for this podcast are a lot better. They're better written. They're more fun. It's the perfect example of what a series like this should be doing, and it's not 
the complete wasted time and potential that episode 13 was. Yeah. By the way, what did you think of, uh, was it in the final bout between Kamen Rider and Cactagirin? What did you think of uh, Cactagirin going all Rambo with, with all of his um, Mexican rose bombs strapped onto him and then using his uh, cactus sword? <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. I mean, like I said, I like Cacto Guron. I like that look. I mean, like I said, his hair, like his quote unquote hair. I just, I can't, like, I'm like, that's so badass and so cool. And I, the way he looks, I, I like it. I like it an awful lot. It, I love it not only because it looks cool, I also like it because it's absurd. And this is what I come to watch something like Common Rider for. I want to see silly goofy things like this and i enjoy it we have not had a shocker general up to this point do something kind of like that mm-hmm. and i i dig it i think it's great yeah. so yeah it tickles that's my a, fancy <laughs> i bet it does so um do you want to dive into uh, final thoughts on episode 15 Yeah, so this is going to be like one of the shortest ones ever. All right. A relatively fun episode that continues to illustrate how formidable Cacto Guron is as a villain. Unfortunately, I can't say too much more about the episode that makes it overly exciting or even dull. It's an okay episode that does what it's supposed to do. And I gave it a C plus. Wow. I I would expect you to at least go with uh, a B for these uh, last two episodes. You know what? Here, I'll change. Oh fuck! I already closed it. Never mind. Um, I, I will. Ch- I will change my grade for this last one. I'll, I'll make it a. I'll make it a B plus. I there still we think, go. I still think the first Cacto Guron. Uh, I because I think part of it is because it was still whiplash inducing that you just all of a sudden not see Hongo and the whole idea that we are. Or and, probably and again, episode th- uh, thirteen was sort of. Uh, Kind of. Well, no, it's not the aftertaste of episode 13. It's at the time before I knew what happened to the actor, I thought, well, if they're globetrotting, why aren't we following Hongo and Ruriko globetrotting to combat not just other shocker generals in other countries, but supposedly tougher? Well, then when I found out, oh, the guy's injured, that's why we're not following him. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. But I still thought the way they wrote it, was not the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so coming off of uh, episode 14 for me with episode 15, I think it gets better uh, from here. Uh, you see Cactagirin, he seems more competent uh, this time around and uh, get uh, more introduced to the uh, the rider girls uh, here. Not a whole lot else going on it's just continuation of uh episode uh 14 but kind of a little bit more craziness uh going on and then you having kakagirang going all rambo uh at the end there strapping himself with the uh, the um mexican rose bombs there yeah um uh and the yeah it's it's an i was say episode 15 is probably uh the best episode of the uh, the three batches that we've reviewed today so um which again is not a very high bar so, sadly <laughs> so rating for episode 15 for me is also a b plus all right 
And so with that, we conclude episode 156, our review of three more episodes. 157. Of <laughs> Is it? Yep. Fuck. Um, <laughs> so uh, we'll be back come February 11th. And this time we will do um, we will do uh, three episodes. Spectre Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we will back. We will be back for that. <laughs> Indeed. So just to kind of close things out um, again, if you're watching us on YouTube, if you see the uh, the red subscribe button down below, make sure to hit that as well as hit the like button down below for this video and as well as hit the notification bell icon to get uh, updates uh, whenever we upload uh, new videos or as, and as well as when we, whenever we go live there. And uh, you can find us everywhere at our Linktree uh, URL right on your screen there, link tree forward slash Daikaiju Network. And besides uh, YouTube, as far as video pl uh, platforms that we're on, we're also on Twitch, Rumble, Facebook Live, and as well as Odyssey. And we have audio versions of our episodes on uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, as well as TuneIn. And we have both video and audio versions of our episodes right on our own website at DaikaijuNetwork.com. So there's no rhyme or reason for any of you ever to miss us, damn it. No, we <laughs> are everywhere. <laughs> Daikaiju Network is watching you. <laughs> <laughs> and so with that, thank you so much for watching or listening to us, and we will be back in a couple weeks to discuss Spectre Man. All right, guys. Take it easy. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye.